It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Hey, now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. We are a week into the high school basketball season. I got some positive feelings from Thanksgiving week, basketball-wise, as I know in the past. If anybody's listened, I've, um, I've, I've kind of been negative about the opening week of the high school basketball season, just kind of the quality of play. But, Mike, you are back from your football marathon weekend. Yeah, Squeezing some over. basketball in as well, so... Um, but, uh, I gotta tell you, you I I agree. What I saw was much cleaner than most Thanksgiving weeks. I'm not sure why, but it was. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I haven't seen real basketball last year. It kind of counted, but like I said, I was pleasantly surprised at both the, the cleanliness of the play as well as I saw some good teams and, you know, I kind of trudged through the first couple of days of some bad games, and I, I guess I got to give a little bit of credit to one particular game and one particular tournament. You know, I just showed up at New Trier for a what day was that? After I watched some not so good games Monday, Tuesday, but on Wednesday afternoon, one o'clock game, didn't have a whole. I didn't have high expectations because I, I hadn't seen very good basketball the first couple of days and I just figured okay I'll go through my regular Thanksgiving routine and and complain about it later. Uh but no I the St. Ignatius Lake Forest game, thank you to both those teams, uh what, what was just outstanding. I you know there's even a couple of college coaches that were in the gym with me and they had even commented like, man, do these two teams bring it? Um it it was intense it was a great game. Uh, Lake Forest did beat them uh, at the end. Asa Thomas and Richard Barron put on a show with their shooting and scoring. Uh, they're, they're, and then you led into a not-so-good game, but a great atmosphere, one of the weirdest games I've ever watched, New Trier, Loyola. And uh, it was just a great day of, of basketball, great crowds, and there was a lot of energy. The student sections were we're rocking and, and it was just, um, I don't know. It left me feeling good. I, I, I you know, I, those three teams in particular, Mike, Lake Forest and Ignatius. I know Ignatius dropped a couple of heartbreakers, but you know, they're going to be a very good top 20 caliber team. Lake Forest looks the part very much of a top 20 team and Nutrier, as I talked about last week, I think I, I'm just a huge, huge fan of this team and, and they stood out to me. Yeah, I was uh, following your tweets on that one from, I won't call it beautiful Washington, Illinois, <laughs> but from Washington, Illinois, <laughs> with interest. What, what's your, what's your, and I, I, I've gone to that one time, one year, I can't remember, I mean, I think it was like six, seven years ago, I haven't been back since. Um, I, I got my thought from it, but what, what was yours? I mean, I, I think it had good and bad. Um Overall, I, I, I guess I liked it. 
you know, I don't understand why they pack so many. Like, I guess regardless of what I think of my own personal experience, I thought it was really stupid that Tinley Park opened its season at ten o'clock at night. Like, why? Why does the schedule work out? I mean, like, it was scheduled for, like, 9 o'clock. I don't understand why you have to have that many games packed in and why they couldn't have... I mean, it was Joliet West's second game of the day, and it was Chinley Park's first game of the season. I mean, who wants to debut on Wednesday night at 10 o'clock? You know what I mean? It just seemed like a really kind of silly way to do things. So I'm not sure about the format and a lot of the way they do stuff. But, I mean, there was some really good teams there. Um, Vashon was impressive. It was nice to see... I'm talking, talking about out of the area. It was nice to see, you know, St. John Bosco and some exciting, you know, exciting freshmen who could be an NBA player someday and all that kind of stuff. You, you know, you kind of get at the Chicago Elite Classic a little easier to kind of digest at this, which is more of a kind of a Pontiac setup than a Chicago Elite Classic thing. Uh, good to see Springfield land here. So I liked that. And, and I think it was exciting way for some of our freshmen to debut, you know, Melvin Bell from Rita and Jeremiah Fear is a little bit maybe more exciting than playing, you know, in, WJOL Thanksgiving tournament or something. So it's all right. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it could be a little bit better if some things were changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, some of our high-profile teams in the Chicago area got their feet wet with a couple of good matchups, um, you know, down there. Uh, I logged in and watched some of it online, which... That looks pretty good. From I watched yeah. the, the Joey Westinley Park game online when I got home. Uh, did you see Yorkville Christian St. Rita? Or were you at football? I was at football. Uh, I guess we might as well start talking about Yorkville Christian. I mean, as you know, I wasn't sure they were a Super 25 team. Mm -hmm. Still not sure. I don't know what I saw. So I wasn't surprised at all by that score. They just, I mean, after the first quarter, they had one rebound. And I was thinking about how to phrase it. It wasn't that they were out-rebounded. They didn't try to rebound <laughs> it was they just kind of opted out <laughs> of rebounding it was interesting and there's not much defense so like in a way they're really good they can score but they're also kind of really bad <laughs> in a way so i don't know what i mean they're not gonna be able to outscore everybody all year i don't think they're gonna be able to outscore like most good teams so, so I'm not really sure how this season's going to go for them. They're definitely fascinating and fun to watch. Yeah, I, my take is they, I, I think, as is, they can win and roll through one A, um, which, at the end of the day, is their ultimate goal is a state championship. And I just think there's way too much firepower and too much talent. You know, anything can happen. I know. But as it is, I think, but to your point, I, the defensive end, and, and I could say the same thing for St. Rita. Um, I, I, you know, I think the capability for St. Rita, because their physical attributes and length and size and quickness and athleticism overall, they're, they're, and the youth that's still growing into being a, a defensive minded team, that can still materialize pretty easily. Not easily, but over time. But Yorkville Christian, I'm just a, cons- I'm, uh, you know, they, to their credit, and I'm actually going to work on a little something here, an article on, on the crafting of a schedule. To their credit, they've gone out and scheduled like very few 1A or 2A teams ever have, ever. Um, and, but 
to your point, what I'm saying is to beat those teams, the St. Rita's, or contend with a Glenbard West in a week or two, or, you know, there's a number of high profile, uh, games. They play New Trier in the, when sides collide. So I, it, it's gonna have to be done on the defensive end. And that's major, major strides have to be made at that end from what I, what I saw. Yeah, I would have, I would have to see more 1A. I mean, Tuscola's 1A, right? Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I mean we haven't Tuscola. seen Corliss yet. I mean, I, I, I just think they've got a ton of, like I said, firepower. And they do. Yeah, again, I, I'm not saying they're just going to walk and roll through and win every game by 20 points. I just, 1A is such a different. Uh, it's basketball. different, but, but here's a 1A team that we, I didn't even expect to be talking about. Fenger. Did you see what they yeah. did this weekend? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, and those teams. They lost uh, for the do, listeners. Do, do, do they, fly under the radar. Yeah, they lost to Lions 55 to 46, Maine South 48 to 43, and Lincoln Way 77 68. No, those are good 4A schools that they're within nine points of the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's kind of scary. Um, or is also 1A. On the other side of the things, when we're talking about defense and, and revving that, that revving it up on that end, New Trier, I, I, I was blown away how they got after it. And I, I've kind of believed that's a little bit of been their bugaboo as far as just overall, just that defensive mindedness, toughness. This team has it. I mean, I was, I was really impressed. I had high expectations going in of Nutrier, but they have depth. They have shooting. They have size. You know, their only question mark, I think, is going to be their, what you could say, maybe a little bit of lack of, you know, speed, quickness, athleticism on the perimeter in particular, uh, when they do down the road match up against an elite team. Uh, but, they are a bona fide, no question about it, top 10, probably top five team. And they looked apart all weekend as Nutrier, you know, won a very good Thanksgiving tournament. Um, you know, beating both Loyola in dominating fashion and then beating a very good Lake Forest team by double digits. Yeah. I think, um, it'll be interesting to see how Nutrier does at Pontiac. That's when I think I misspoke or is t- they petitioned up to 2A, I believe, right? Um, I-, I have to check, but I'm almost positive they did. Um, they're not in and, yeah and, and then I saw over at Riverside Brookfield I curious Curie um, <laughs> I, I just it's it's kind of crazy to me every year how it's I, I, I don't know it, it looked like the same Curie team just different bodies um, yeah, I, I really like Phoenix Bullock He's the senior guard and their backcourt with, with Phoenix Bullock, um, and Carlos Harris, the, you know, the 6'1 sophomore, but a player that Jacosi Ofoma has been around, it seems like forever. He's, he's bounced around a little bit from school to school and he was the difference, uh, as, as Curie, uh, jeez, what was the game I saw? <laughs> Brother Rice. Brother Rice yeah. And, um, you know, what he provided them, a presence defensively on the glass. He finished with some garbage. I think he had 14, 15 points. So 
I didn't. I know you come to expect Curie to be a certain way every year. I, I should too. I just don't know what to expect from year to year. And they are. They, they beat a very good Riverside Brookfield team in the final by two. And um, again, they're, they're, they are who they are, and they really another team that that got after it defensively and really caused problems for Ahmad Henderson, who had played a pretty good three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, Curie was trapping, got turnovers, made things difficult, contested everything, and really changed the complexion of the game, being down two possessions and then uh, ended up winning the game in the fourth quarter. So I, you know, that, that league is a lot. Of, it's the best conference. You know, you got Kenwood, Simeon, Curie, Hyde Park. Wow. I mean, that, that, there's going to be some dog fights. Yeah. Hyde Park was, um, was impressive. I saw them beat home at Flossmore. They've got some guys that, you know, I didn't see them last year. I don't think many people did <laughs> in the world. Maybe no one since they were all public league games and nobody was allowed inside. Um, we knew, we know about, you know, the, the star player there, Devontae Hall. And I'd, you know, seen Malik Jenkins over the years and Kem Williford, but somebody I did not know anything about was Demarion Morris, 5'11 junior guard. And he is just that type of kid that wins high school basketball games. I think he had 24 against uh, home at Flossmer. He can shoot it. He's on the ground all the time, ripping the ball away from someone. He can handle the ball. You know, he can rebound a little. He just, he's kind of the hard hat guy that also has some really impressive offensive attributes. So that that's something I did not know they had in the mix. Along with Byron Hobbs, I'd heard his name. He's the 6'5 transfer from Lindblom. And he was really promising. I think he might take a little bit longer to get going. But yeah, all the pieces were there. Um, they did turn around and lose to Marion Catholic. I did not get to see Marion Catholic play, and they played really well. You know, came in uh, what second in that tournament, lost in the title game. Uh, but yeah, but you, you think about Hyde Park, Mike. They play. I think if I remember, I think they played HF, Marion, and Bloom, three of the yeah. better South suburban programs, three of the better programs, really in the Chicago area historically, in recent years. And this year, I know HF might, you know, did not crack the top twenty-five or anything, but they went two and or two and one. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, they beat Bloom, they beat HF, um, you know, and, and I think I think it's a three-point game to Marion Catholic. So, you know, you add Hyde Park to that mix that I just mentioned in that league, and that, like I said, it is a loaded, loaded league. Um, they were and- also they were. They were calm, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? This was not a frantic public league situation. You know, they ran sets. They knew what they were doing. You know, this is, I mean, there's some very experienced coaches on that bench. You know, Antonio Wiltz from the, the old gold stuff is there. Eddie Denard, you know, the old foreman player who coached in the big baller league with Kizo and stuff is on the bench there. So, and Jameer Dismuke's really impressive. You know, this is only, what, year two or three for him, but... Yeah, that's what I was most impressed with too. Hyde Park, they weren't, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, wild Red West game or anything. They they came in and they fit, kind of looked the part of a ranked team that knew what they were doing. And that's how Curie looked. You know, they yeah. they were pretty poised against, uh, very poised against Brother Rice, uh, and you know that whole tournament. I mean, Riverside Brookfield. Uh, I can't remember. They were outside your top 25, right? They were my 26. Yeah, they yeah, were my so, first team out of me. Yeah, and, and well. they are going, they are, 
they are they were impressive. So I I really believe they'll whether they stay in your top twenty five all year, get in there or whatever, they're gonna appear at some point. Uh they're they can now. they can play with you know, they can play with just about anybody. They, they they have a nice balanced scoring. They play hard. Uh I was impressed. They they uh, they really you know, the, the score was probably closer than I think both RB and the Oak Park game what would it indicated, but um yeah, Riverside Brookfield uh is a is a bona fide top 25 caliber team. HF uh, Christian Meeks was better than I expected. Um 20 points, about 14 boards. He was, I mean, I just had never seen him really dominate quite so much in the post against some tall kids at Hyde Park. HF, their, their guards just need some experience and that'll make them good. I'm not sure they've got that dynamic lead guard you need though. And I feel like that's been their problem there the last few seasons. Kind of well, that's what Meeks needs to do. I mean, if he can stay away from floating on the perimeter and, and just going to be a junkyard dog around the basket. Uh, and use that body and his athleticism. That's going to serve him the best, and and obviously that team. Uh, another another first impression. Speaking of physical presence, um, Oswego East another impressive opening week. You know that tournament uh, isn't wasn't the strongest tournament, but they went four and zero. Patrick Robinson, a a rugged six four six five wing. Uh, you know, Makai Lowry is a versatile six, six wing. Uh, Dave out Oregon. He's a six foot senior guard with some scoring and good feel. I, I think that's a very good team, uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, that first impression I had of them, uh, they, they, they were very good. Yeah. It's impressive roster of wins that four and oh, you know, none of these teams might have been ranked, but it's Downers Grove South, Hinsdale Central, Naperville North and Nequa Valley. You know, that's Hinsdale Central and Naperville North, about as well-coached teams as you're going to see. Hinsdale yeah. Central had a nice win, and Nequa had a pretty successful opening week. So, uh, Yeah, Hinsdale Central is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 Naperville North is down. There's no question uh, they are down. But, um, yeah, I, I – you know, Oswego East and probably, you know, Joliet West in that league are probably your, your top two teams. Oh, I guess we should – talk about it i know let me start with st rita since we already talked about them a little um and i think it's interesting because you mentioned their defense their defense was awesome against the south carolina team with the mm-hmm. uh, south carolina they only allowed 30 points through i think 40 overall once they brought in the the b-bombers in the third quarter so i think that's a well, sign isn't the, isn't, isn't the south carolina team that scored like 50 points the whole week yeah well the, the, the kid is electric though he's kind of a mess but this six eight point guard Zachary Davis is something. But didn't they get annihilated every game not every game they, they lost um okay but yeah they weren't they weren't the, the Kankakee was the ones that got annihilated every game um what do you call it uh so I think that's a sign Yorkville Christian for all the flaws I pointed out they're gonna dictate tempo um you're going to play their way, I think, <laughs> for sure, just because of the way they're playing. Um, so that's interesting. We'll kind of watch that going forward. But St. Rita, oh boy, uh, trying not to get too high or too low on any team, but that did not look like the team we saw last season in any way. They were really, really good. And Melvin Bell, holy moly, he lived up to that freshman hype. Didn't you would never have imagined he was a freshman. It, it's all there for him. The size, you know, he's obviously a guard. He's already what six five, whatever, six six. He he can really play. Dunked on his first possession. 
And the big guys both got better. Morris Johnson and James Brown. Johnson especially. He was eye-opening. I'm sure everybody saw my tweets about him. And I thought Rania looked a lot more poised. They're just... Everything that was wrong last year, you know how they didn't... The rotation was a mess because they wanted to play the one guy. That's all over with. Everything fits. They know who they are. They're already developing some chemistry. I no longer think that my preseason eight was too high for them. In fact, they could do a lot more. Yeah, I don't think it was too high. And and as we talked about in our preview, our your Super 25 uh, podcast, I mentioned in that podcast how there was a large uh, exodus of players out of St. Rita, some good ones, and to other programs. They've ended up somewhere else. And But I actually think, Cleaning the deck is a benefit uh, to what you just said. I I think they are all solidified of who they are, where they're at with their 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 roles, um, and the the yeah maybe less depth than they had before, but I think it fits better. Yeah, no doubt about it. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited about. I mean, I was thinking some crazy stuff <laughs> during that game, sitting there. I mean. With, with them all being sophomores, I mean, I'll just say it. I was wondering if by senior year, this isn't going to be, if they're all together and if they're all still there, we could be looking at one of the greatest teams I've ever covered. I mean, I'll go that far. If they come along how they could, that's how, that's kind of the kind of promise they showed. I was trying to think of, you know, other teams that kind of match that thing. And I, I mean, it could be a show. We could be looking at a, a real special senior year if those guys all stick around. That would be fun. And then fingers crossed. Uh, that's, you know, it, particularly because it's not a, no disrespect to our, our powers of Simeon and Youngs of the world, but a, to have that type of team that isn't one of our perennial traditional powers would be kind of pretty cool. I guess the whale for everybody who hasn't seen them yet, because because that's the problem. So many of our listeners haven't seen them at all because of last season. Y- you know, they have no idea. Uh, yeah. About these guys, I would say that, you know, everybody was excited about w- when Bloom was young and coming along. Yeah, but their prospects weren't exactly as highly exactly. regarded. They didn't have all of the. They don't didn't have the size that I would say this team right now. This St. Rita team looks just maybe a slice below those Bloom kids as seniors, mm-hmm. which was yeah, an electric that's, team. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, they were an electric, fun team. That, uh, But, yeah, I mean, you're talking – I mean, if you just go by the class rankings, you got three of the top five prospects yeah. in that class, <laughs> and uh, you've got arguably the, the best freshman. You know, there's a debate, you know, who that best freshman is, but – Melvin Bell is certainly in the discussion. So right there, you've got four, and then you've got another Division One guard. So yeah, you're, there's five bona fide Division One players at at this stage. And Mike, I'm saying they're Division One right now, as most of them are freshmen, sophomores. Space is a junior, Kane uh, Space. But I, you know, that's sometimes you project and say, you know what, they have a chance to be Division One. These are legit Division One guys yeah. uh, at that early age. No doubt about it. They're high major stars, and it's going to be so fascinating to watch how this team goes. It's got me a little, I'm a little worried because I'm going to go right into my Joliet West guys. Oh boy, um, Jeremiah Fears did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He's immediately the star of the show. Uh, he's a special player. Do not be like everyone who slept on his brother 
freshman year. I remember writing something about his brother after Pontiac. I remember for Sports Saturday, and I still had people telling me, but all these people in the class who were better than him, and it was like, oh, come on. He just engineered a victory against Simeon at Pontiac as a freshman. What, what are you talking about? And he has become one of the best players in the country. And I, th- I Jeremiah is better. He, he's, he's just better. I don't know. How, I, yeah, he's better. I think he's definitely going to be better. That was always the talk in Joliet. I think he's a special player, and I think what we're going to see from him over the next few years is going to be incredible. I've seen few players as fearless as a freshman as that kid. He was excellent. He needs to grow. Some kinks need to work out. But How big is he right now? Oh, boy. Five what? Let's see what they list him as. I'm going to say 5'8". It would be my... Uh... Yeah. They've got him at 5'10". I mean, we'll see. But it's not so much what he is now. It's just because his brother was like that. I just I feel like he might not grow like his brother did. Um, but he he's already such a better shooter than his brother ever was. I mean, you know, they're talking unlimited range, and he's dropping it from. They're very different players, much much different players. Right. Um, Jeremiah is just a, a raw scorer, like nobody's business. It, it, it's a special thing to watch. Um, kind of round out the Joliet West thing. They, Justice McNair was impressive. He's a six, one, six, two, but very long armed guard. Um, a sophomore. He started. He's related to Tavion Kirk and also the girls basketball star at Joliet, who it's his sister, McNair. Um, so he's going to come along. He's, he's a D1 player, I would imagine. I'm not sure, you know how high but he'll be a d1 basketball player by the time it's done the the more experienced guys you know crud up and had a bit of a rough go of it i would say you know skylar crud up and jade martin jade martin played pretty well and there's another intriguing guy six seven sophomore drew king who started and that size they desperately need he he's got a lot to learn <laughs> we'll see how that goes but if you know toby from plainfield east actually gets cleared to play for them look out they're a super 25 team uh, for sure yeah um i i don't you know i i just am anxious to see too i mean i know it's way down the road but pontiac <laughs> uh it's going to be a lot of fun man all you live in Pontiac, but I just, I, I, I think that thing is going to be, you know, Simeon and this new Trier team and individual players fun. Like you just mentioned with fears, uh, Curie, obviously it is going to be a fun tournament. And then another note that it's interesting, Mike, and again, I'm going to jump into the next holiday, but the York tournament, Jack Tosh. Wow. That's going to be loaded this year. I, I don't know if Glenbard West is there now. Uh, Ignatius. so Ignatius, um, you know, another team that very, very good that nobody has talked about at all. And I think we always discard them at the beginning of the year. Wheaton Warrenville South, uh, they took out Rolling Meadows on, uh, Saturday night and Rolling Meadows is also at, at, uh, yeah, here's York, the, um, so. for everybody wondering, Lake Forest, um, yep. you get Lamont, which rough start, but we're excited about their future. Manuka, who actually played kind of well <laughs> this week. I was a little surprised by that. Um, RB, you said Rolling Meadows, St. Ignatius. Um, there's, oh yeah, uh, Tinley Park is there. 
who had an interesting up and down start in a weird Thanksgiving week, but um, they played Vashon pretty well, and that's a really good team. And uh, Stag, or sorry, not Stag, Timothy Christian, which got off to a rough start, but has been Vanderwall. So there isn't. I mean, that's. I'm going to come out and say it, right? That's the most individual talent they've ever had there, right? Well, yeah, and it's going to be the second best tournament in in Illinois, yeah. I think, uh, after Pontiac. So, uh, I, I I knew Glenbard West was was tinkering around with ge- getting out of their own Christmas tournament uh, and getting over to a new place just for this year. So, a great opportunity uh, to see the number one team, you know, against some pretty good competition at, at York that in be, uh... three weeks. Yeah, it's coming up real soon. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, wanted to highlight a couple, some teams we didn't talk about that got off to good starts, um, over the, cause you know, a lot of teams, they've, they've played what a little chunk of their season already. Vernon Hills, four and O. Can't say I know much about them, but four and O is pretty. Uh, Glenbrook North, who we did talk about, you know, Joe talked about Ryan Cohen a little bit. Uh, four and O starts, some nice wins there. For them, Evanston, 4-0. We talked about them there in their rankings now, I believe they got in there. Uh, Joe mentioned Wheaton-Warrenville South start at 4-0. Batavia, I think we hit on them a little bit in the preseason, 4-0. Naperville Central, and this one was really shocking me, Nazareth's 4-0. Um, yeah, I mean, you, uh, Vernon Hills is just loaded with experience, and they've got some um, you know, big man and Eric Remus. Um, they've got you know, good guard play with... With Max Bruso, another senior and uh, junior guard, Mylon Raval. So I, you know, Vernon Hills is one that I don't know. Have we ever talked about him? No, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, it's a team that um, that is going to fly under the radar, and they'll they'll get some tests down the road, and we'll find out more about them. Uh, But again, it's another example of a team that. I don't know. I, I I like to to highlight because you don't talk about them. You yeah, know, I, I, that's what. When's the last time we, have we ever talked about Nazareth? Do you know anything about Nazareth? Nazareth, you got me stumped on Nazareth. Yeah, they're four and zero. I didn't look into who they beat yet, but uh, when's the last time Nazareth was four and zero after a week? Um, who else? And, 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 yeah, and Glenbrook North is you know it, it, it adds a little bit to that uh, Central Suburban League South. Sure uh, you know, you already got Glenbrook South, Detrier, Evanston, always Maine South is always Maine Southish. And you throw a Glenbrook North in there with Ryan Cohen, who's a really, really an underrated, underappreciated junior who averaged 20 a game as a sophomore, uh, in that shortened season. And then, you know, Vernon Hills, that's a, a very winnable Central Suburban League North. You know, I mean, I would guess it'd be Vernon Hills and, and Niles North at the top. Uh, so a great opportunity for that program. The Glenbrook North, uh, the last win, I, I'm, I'm, I guess in the title game of that tournament was against St. Patrick. Um, you know, we know Tamaris Brown, but St. Pat had had a really nice 10 point win over De La Salle, um, a couple days before that. So this Glenbrook North team could be in a lower ranked good. I, I think this might not just be a hollow 4 0 start. Um, another one that I didn't know much about Andrew off to a 4 0 start. Uh, we know they mm-hmm. snuck up on, on us a couple of years ago um, with a really good team. So it'll be interesting to see um, what they've got out there. And then there was another, not undefeated teams, but um, a couple others I wanted to mention. I already mentioned uh, Fenger. Uh, Deerfield is 3-1. and one. The loss to Mundelein doesn't look great, but they beat North Lawndale in overtime. 
which, um, you know, I can name seven North Lawndale players <laughs> off the top of my head. So that, that's a nice win, um, for, for Deerfield, a three and one start to the year. And the second one, undefeated Longwood, uh, who had high expectations, very high expectations for last year. And then they didn't have a team. Uh, their administration decided not to play and they went out and beat Clark, uh, last night at the shootout at Orr. That was, and they were ahead the whole game. Darius Perryman didn't play for Clark. I'm not sure why, but that's a nice start to Longwood. And this is a team with a chip on their shoulder that really thought they were going to get something done last year. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep that up in the public league. Yeah. I mean, and then, um, you know, looking ahead as we record this tonight, Monday, I think I'm going to try to get out to St. Charles North and see Bolingbroke. I think they're playing. Uh, and then obviously the Chicago League Classic is this weekend. And do you want to go through any games this week? Yeah, or? we, uh, Morgan Parks at Fenwick tonight as well. Uh, I guess that'll be over. Uh, Tuesday, we've got, uh, Curie is at De La Salle. DeKalb, which did drop a game, uh, but they're at Glenbard West. That'll be the first kind of, you know, above average team for Glenbard West. Uh, Lake Forest at Glenbrook South Tuesday night. That is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blooms at Lincoln Wee, some other little interesting ones. I actually might go out to see um, Lamont. I have to go to Brother Rice for a... I just shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Football fans ignore what just happened. <laughs> but I'll be there. <laughs> The football fans tuning into the No Shot Clock podcast. Yeah, if they've made it a half an hour in, that was a big mistake. <laughs> I mean, I'm not editing it out. Anyway, I need to be down in the south side in the afternoon for a certain reason. So then I think I'm going to head over to Sandburg to see, to check out Lamont finally. I get a look at them. Then on Wednesday, we've got uh, kind of a light slate, but Notre Dame is at Loyola, uh, which is always an interesting game. Prairie Ridge, Huntley, Burlington Central plays. Um, Thursday, also a pretty light schedule. Um, I think I'm going to go see Bartlett, see the big man, Conrad Lusinski. It's West Chicago at Bartlett at seven. Did you see the numbers he put up everybody? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like quadruple doubles nearly every day. Um, so I really want to get a look at that. So I'm going to see, um, so Lamont Tuesday, I think, uh, Bartlett Thursday. And then Friday is pretty good. Um, De La Salle at St. Rita. San Ignatius at Leo, which appears to be at four o'clock. So an uh, intrepid fan could do a double header Friday night quite easily. You might want to double check that. Uh, and then another big one, Evanston at Glenbrook South. Those are some of the best games right now, I think. Uh, New Trier's at Maine South. Uh, but, uh, let's see here. <laughs> Lions at Glenbard West. Boy, what a week for Glenbard West. Um, and then the Chicago League Classic starts that night. Joe's got a preview on the site. That's the Oak Park Fenwick game. And then the, the really, really late cap Taft at Lane. Wow. When is the last time you could say this? I think on Friday night, you could do see three games. You could do St. Ignatius Leo at four. And then head over to the uh, Elite Classic for Oak Park Fenwick and Taft Lane. And uh, see a, a three... Three game Friday night. That's pretty wild. Uh, Saturday, Chicago League Classic. We've, uh, there's a preview of that. Also, Lions is at Riverside Brookfield. Should be a good game. And don't sleep on Sunday's shootout at Ridgewood. That is the day after the Chicago League Classic. It was kind of a basketball hangover day for me, but it's a good hmm. lineup. Uh, starts out with Maine South at St. Viator. St. Viator has, uh, the little brother of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Callan. 
Yes, Trey Kelvin. He started out nicely. I think Jeremiah Hernandez has a brother on that team as well. Um, Ridgewood is, again, taffed at 130. And then two really good games. Glenbard West versus Glenbrook South at three. What I mean, what a weekend week for Glenbard West. So what is that? They've got <laughs> DeKalb, um, Lions. Lions, and Glen, and Glenbrook South. Mm-hmm. So three ranked teams. And then the nightcap over Ridgewood is Yorkville Christian and St. Patrick at 430. So I'm going to try and get there at least for those last two, I think, uh, on Sunday. But Oh, and uh, Beecher's 4-0. Oh, yes, they are. We've been keeping up on that. They have not disappointed <laughs> at all. Well done, Beecher. We'll, uh, we'll keep, keep checking it out. So, wow, we'll have seen an awful lot more at this time next week. Uh, that's for sure. Anything else we should, uh, Thornton lost to Bolingbrook. It's probably the biggest game we didn't talk about, right? Um, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give a shot seeing Bolingbrook tonight. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm, mean, I, I think, Ty Rogers obviously elevated Thornton into the rankings. I don't know, again, without having seen him play, how good Thornton is going to be this year overall with, with the, the group surrounding Ty Rogers, but, um. We'll find out in the League Classic. What, I mean, Illinois fans, 430 at the, uh, whatever they're calling the UIC Pavilion now. 430 on Saturday. It's Ty Rogers against Morez Johnson. That is, uh. Yeah. Yeah. That should be pretty exciting for Illinois fans. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this kind of season kickoff, tip-off, initial impressions podcast. We will be back next week with, (laughs) oh, boy, an awful lot to discuss. 